Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode. And today, our guest is Crystal Bonnet, and she is a raw food chef, instructor, and author. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, great to have you. Like I said before, it's always nice to have somebody on from Vancouver because I don't have, you know, that many people on from Vancouver, even though I live here. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. It's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. So tell us a little bit about the Cliff Notes backstory of you and how did you get to what you're doing today? Yeah, so uh, we were just chatting a little bit about this before we had started and I got into raw food. This all started, my business started with the my passion and creativity for raw food, which I discovered a little over 10 years ago now. So this was this year was my 10-year anniversary of eating raw vegan. And I got into raw food for health reasons. I my immunity was really low and I was getting sick all the time. I was living in Edmonton, Alberta, which uh, is really far north and cold. <laughs> I, I grew up in I grew up in Saskatchewan, so I'm, oh, I know you what you're did? talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and you don't get a lot of you don't get outside much. Get a lot of vitamin D. So I was uh, working in an office of 400 people, so which was a lot of people, and I was catching all the sicknesses. You know, every time someone got sick and it was going through the office, I was getting sick constantly. And there was a two month period where I was off work for almost two months because I had like everything, pharyngitis, laryngitis, strep throat, like I had them all, I just kept getting sick. And so when I was off sick, I was like, okay, my body is trying to tell me something. Clearly my body doesn't like me right now. I need to change something, I need to do something. Even though I thought I was healthy, I was eating pescatarian, gluten-free, cause I wasn't hundred percent vegan yet. I was eating a lot of processed foods. So I was eating like packaged instant oatmeal for breakfast in the office <laughs> morning. You know, I would be eating something packaged and frozen and microwave for lunch. And then I would go home and eat gluten-free toast with eggs. So, I mean, right. I'm getting any fruits or vegetables, any of the micronutrients that we need for our body to heal, for our cells to regenerate, all of that good stuff. So I started doing some research online and I was looking at detoxes. And I came across a 21-day raw food meal plan. And I just knew right then and there, like a light bulb went off in my head. And I'm like, this is what I have to do. So I didn't have anything. I went out and bought the Vitamix. I got, I didn't even have spices. So I had to, you know, I had to stock up on everything to do this meal plan. I went out and got a juicer. A li little later on, I got a dehydrator. And I was never a cook before. I hated being in the kitchen. I never really liked the art of cooking, but there is something about raw food that I totally fell in love with. I think Great. because for me, it was really creative. And, but it also made me feel so good. The flavor, the taste, the texture. I was like, wow, this is how food is supposed to taste. Yeah. And um, when I started eating the raw food diet after 21 days, I lost all my appetite for any animal products. And so that was a little over 10 years ago now. And I just started eating raw vegan and I fell in love with the creativity and making the food. So I started taking every single course that I could take. I just dove just 150% <laughs> right. right into it. 
I traveled to Bali, took a bunch of courses. I ended up doing a farmer's market business in Alberta because in Edmonton, the, oh, the farmer's markets are amazed. I miss them so much. I, they're so amazing. There's one farmer's market. There's like 250 vendors wow. and they have the cottage laws. So you can actually make food from home and sell it at the farmer's markets in Alberta where you can't do that in BC. Yeah. So I was really lucky to get a booth at the one of the biggest farmer's markets in Canada. And I quit my job and I started doing raw chocolate and some dehydrated snacks and raw desserts because I really fell in love with raw desserts because I have a sweet tooth and I've always been obsessed with chocolate and sweets. And when I found out that you could make healthy desserts, I was blown away. And um, so, yeah, I started doing that. And then it was just one thing after another. I was just seemed to be on the right path because I started getting all these opportunities. I started teaching all around the world. I was teaching raw chef certifications, teaching at home. And then after a couple years of doing so much traveling, I decided that I wanted to do my own online business. I was working with an online school actually in the States called Pure Joy Academy, which was right. an amazing experience. And so I learned a lot from them and I'm like, I really want to be able to reach a wider audience, but I want to stay home a little bit more. I don't want to travel so much. So I created my first online course, which was something I was really well versed in, which was raw desserts. And it was something that hadn't been done before because I wanted to do a raw dessert chef certification. So basically everything that you could learn about raw desserts. And at the time there was only one other raw dessert online course um and i was second one to launch it in august 2019 which was almost four years ago now so that's how crystal dawn culinary started i started doing online courses that one was really successful and blew up over covid and since then i've launched a bunch of more and then i did a cookbook last year with a publisher and launch that and um yeah so lots of good stuff i've been very blessed that's amazing. Congratulations on all your success and what you're doing. And I got to say, I love raw desserts. They're the best. Like they're <laughs> honestly like they are the best. It's it's interesting too when you say you know about just juicing or fruit and vegetables and and just raw and stuff. You know, any anytime I juice and and I drink that stuff, right? It mm. you can just tell the difference feeling your body. Mm. You can just tell the the like the energy yeah. and the life, like you can just tell, you just, you can just tell that's just, you know, it's just so amazing. I always laugh because in a way for me, everyone has this battle between, you know, vegan or, or flexitarian or eat meat or not. And yeah. to me, it's like always a no, to me, it's just like pretty no brainer. I don't care what it is. I mean, if you put more fruit and vegetables in you, of course you're going to be healthy. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a no brainer. Juice is like a whole vitamin shot just to your body. And, you know, you can totally. tell people who juice, you can see it in their skin. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so hydrating, full of minerals. People glow and people are constantly commenting on my skin all the time. They're like, you're glowing, you're glowing. Your skin looks amazing. And I'm like, well, I do. I mean, I juice every morning. I eat healthy. It's yeah. not rocket science. You know? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So so with your where you're at right now, with your bit... Let's kind of do what's been what's been one of your challenges in, oh, in your business. Yeah, I always laugh at that because I always laugh because, you know, I ask an entrepreneur, what's one of your challenges? And they're, <laughs> they're like, OK, 
which one of the hundred should I talk about? Yeah, you mean just the one for today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, my business itself is going through kind of a transition phase right now just because of the online space. I find that it's really difficult to keep up. Stuff is changing every day. And the way even that you sell and market and promote now is not the same that it was a couple of years ago. Um, so I think the biggest challenge I'm dealing with right now in my business is the transition. I'm transitioning and pivoting over to something different, which I'm working on, and I still don't know what that is, but still right. offering raw vegan culinary, just trying to figure out a different way to do that because I don't think the lifetime access online courses now are, are the way to go. And you can see that really fading out right now. So yeah, I think that's my biggest challenge. One of the biggest challenges that I've dealt with throughout my business is all of the tech. I mean, I just want to be in the kitchen creating recipes mm -hmm. and I love food photography. So I love photographing the recipes, but all of the tech for an online business, I mean, holy moly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot and I just figured out actually my own filming because I started filming my own videos this year and that took me months to figure out but also I do everything at such a high level because I want to produce the best quality that I could produce so now I'm filming my own recipes with three different cameras editing and it's a lot so I have to think about not only the food which you have to be so focused on and make sure that turns out okay, but I have to focus on all of the tech and the filming and doing all that by myself. Mm -hmm. So that was yeah. a challenge. It's interesting, you know, because I think that, you know, I just was just doing a video on this and 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 we were recording and, and one of the girls afterward on recording said, you know, it's always interesting how, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, you talk to a lot of these businesses and you tell them, look, you've got to become the operator of your business you have to understand business no matter if you're raw food and restaurant whatever it is mm -hmm. and if you're an entrepreneur in a business you, you got to understand that you got to keep developing that skill set in different areas of in, to grow a business and it, it, too many people you know it's hard because you know you got to cook and you got to do the raw and you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do this but tell them there's no other way to do it you know, you got to figure yeah. it out if you or, or work for somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. You know, there's no other way. Exactly. To, there's just no other way to do it. I always kind of laugh because sometimes we think when we get into business that it just because we have good products and services, they they just sell. And I and I say, you know, in the end, only four percent after 10 years are still in business. Four percent. Amazing. Yeah. That yeah. means you only have a four percent chance out of the whole world. So that means that you have to develop the skill set of the 4% to stay in the game, right? And it, it, I always find this, in, you know, interesting because it, it is one of those areas where sometimes I think the entrepreneurs get too caught up in thinking, hey, I just have a good product and service. I'm awesome at it. Yeah. People are going to buy it. It's going to scale, right? And then a billion other things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I love that because I believe that you should and you should know how to do everything in your business. And for me, I was doing everything on my own except for the videography up until recently. Um, and now I have like, obviously contract people that I hire on a contract basis to do things like Facebook ads and, you know, help me with yeah. that. But 
even now, like I'm doing my own sales pages, my own copywriting. I was people doing that for me before, but yeah, I'm a true believer that definitely you should know how to do everything in your business. Mm -hmm. You should. And I get, that's a good point for everyone listening because as a small business, you should know every part, meaning you don't have to master it, but you should know enough that when they, you bring somebody in, that they're not going to take advantage of you. I see so many people paying too much for this, paying too much for that. Mm-hmm. And it's because they don't understand it. They don't understand it in their business. Uh, you know, so that's such a critical part of of, of everybody. And that, that's where people lose money is not understanding that 100%. So go back to the online stuff for a minute when you said about how that's changed and how the marketing has changed. How do you think that's changed yeah. in the industry? Oh, well, also, too, I had started right before COVID, before the big boom of online courses. And throughout COVID, for those two years, that was like the pot of gold for most online businesses. I mean, we're, and myself, like, we're making so much money selling a ton of courses. And it was really easy, but also because even something so little as, Facebook ad monetization because people were on social media 70% more that Facebook ad spend just went yeah, like, costs were cut down so little. And yeah. I mean, I could run a Facebook ad to cold audiences straight to my course. And I was selling one to two courses a day, which mm-hmm. was huge and a huge ROI. Yeah. yeah. That would ne- that that would never ever happen right now no. <laughs> from a cold audience. Not yeah. a chance. So I got used to that, right? I was like, "Wow, this is." Odd. I was doing my own Facebook ads, and I'm like, "Right." I took a whole course and learned how to do it, and right. I didn't have really anybody working for me. And so, I mean, I was able to make a lot of profit because my expenses were really low. Yeah, and then you know, fast forward past COVID, it just like started to realize, okay, so then I started doing webinars and the free classes, the whole email sequences and put them in a funnel. And um, I'm doing that now. Actually, I'm doing a campaign right now and I'm doing that now. And I'm realizing even with my team right now, we're like, wow, I don't think that this is working. So I think that this was a huge learning point for me because I've been trying to pivot over to the membership model which is something that's huge right now. And people have been telling me to do this for like the last year and a half, but I've been really resistant. And I don't know why I think because it's a huge commitment. Membership is a huge commitment and you never know if it's going to work out. So there's that fear Um, and just trying to figure out how to pivot over to that. So this is something that I'm actually working with a business coach right now. I've never had a business coach. So that was a huge thing for me to do was to sign on with a business coach. So I'm working one-on-one trying to um, figure out how to pivot over to the membership model. But through, I'm happy that I did this campaign that I'm running right now because I did the whole webinar and now people are in the funnel to sell the program. And that was, yeah, a huge aha moment for me just to see the difference in the results because it was like night and day. And I'm like, wow, okay. I understand what people are saying now. I understand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I do need to pivot over to the membership. And I just, I think I just needed that reassurance. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So that's definitely what I'm, how the online world has changed. And plus, my, even what my coach is saying right now, he tells me this every time I talk to him, he's like, people aren't buying online courses anymore. They're buying accountability. And so this, and it's totally true. You can really see that online. And I just, so I was just trying to figure out like how I can offer that with yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm glad you reckon, I'm glad you, you know, you recognize that because that's half the battle you know, in, yeah. in half the battle in business. And I mean, I, I agree with someone on that of, of people are not buying, but it's also the industries. And so if you look at breakdown industries, uh, some, you know, it's just people don't break down industries enough. And they say they put it all group into one where I know some industries they are making so much money right now on online yeah. courses on a certain yeah. model and other ones. So yeah. you've got to break it down. It's interesting because just today I was going through and helping a, a guy with a, a decent sized company change his whole business model. I said, look, your your financial model is not correct. It's just not. It's not correct. Right. I said, we got to change the entire financial model of where the economy is at, where you're at right now, where this is at. There's so many moving components that you have to figure out. But that financial model is just not going to work. And so he wanted me to help him. And I said, I can't help you until we fix the financial model. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no point. There's no point from there, right? Yeah, you know, so exactly. right. Once you have a financial model, then you can dial things in and scale something. But you gotta, you know, gotta get that down packed. So I'm really happy that you know you talked about that and you're and you're you're aware of that because I think this will help a lot of people listening. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people listening right now, their financial model is not dialed in enough. It's not strong, and so they keep trying to push, push, push. When you got to go look back and change is hard, but that's what business is. Business is change and changing things at all times to get to where you got to. You know, I I think somebody asked me, you know, what brings on my success? And one of my right hand people, Darren, said, I know I can answer that for him. And he said, Shane's success is because you don't see how many times he pivots to get to the right thing. Yeah. And you don't give (laughs) up. And that's the thing, like, I could just give up and be like, well, this is not working. I don't want to do this anymore. But yeah, I mean, I put in way too much of myself into this, too. I mean, I just I don't give up. I'm not a quitter. So um, well, and you and you and you also have a strong backstory. You have a strong brand that's already done some stuff already. Yeah. So now you're you're only your only thing of what's going to make it or not make it. You'll make it. Mm-hmm. But either it'll take super long or it'll be a little faster is is how you set that next. Right now, you're in a critical time because yeah. it's how you set that financial model up, how you execute it, how you make decisions on it. And that will be that will set the frame. You know, I always say like me and you could have the same business, but I make two decisions a little different than you. Boom. You know, just like our podcast. You know, I made a couple different decisions and we make 100K. Yeah. Where many people could have done that, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was just the decision of making that right. Um, and so I always tell people, be very highly conscious of your decisions. Step back and check them lots. Look yeah. at, okay, if I do this, we have problem sheets for everything we do. And we go through every problem before we do anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. We don't touch anything. Any Anybody that comes to me with any strategy, they know I don't even want to hear it. I want to see all the problems and challenges first. Yeah. Then I'll look at the strategy. Oh, I like that. 
And I think yeah. it's important, as you know, to make mistakes because this is how we learn. This is how we grow too, right? And and then we're able to make these uh, better decisions by making these mistakes. Uh, that's all business is. Business is only about making mistakes. You just want to try and cut down as many mistakes as you can and not lose as much money as you're making those mistakes. I always say there's micro mistakes and there's macro mistakes. Yeah. Macro mistakes you don't want to make because you ain't going to have a business. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. So so tell us, so where do you want, like, where do you see your stuff? Like, where do you, I, I, I like your business because, you know, raw is good. I believe in it. You know, like I told you, I've been, you know, raw. I had a girlfriend for four years that was raw. So I know all about it. Yeah. Where do you want it to go? Like, where do you see your business in the next three years, five years, 10 years? That's a good question. <laughs> I get asked that all the time. And I'm always like, I don't really like that question because it's so hard because things are changing all the time that I think that it's really hard to make those uh, long-term goals, especially right. three or five years. Um, but I want to just obviously still be practicing my passion and being able to reach a wide audience and having people make better choices with food and changing people's minds about, because this is how, this is my kind of activism. And I don't like to use the word activism because I'm not, you know, one of these people who are out in the streets with a sign, like protesting anywhere else. Like this, that's, that's just not the way I roll. But my way of activism is to just change people's minds because a lot of my students, actually more than 50% of my students are not even vegan, but they just want to learn more about healthier options. Like I just want to know how to make a healthier dessert. Yeah. And this starts changing their mind. And a lot of them start eating more plant-based and more vegan and start introducing it to their family. So this is where I feel I'm making an impact and I just want to keep making that impact. And and uh, keep doing what I'm doing of developing recipes and share them with the world and having people be more creative with their food and just falling in love with eating healthier and making those uh, better choices. So that's amazing. That's yeah. a great goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm making an impact. And this is what I love about having a business as well as when I was an employee I, my head was always in the clouds and I always, I never felt like I fit in anywhere that I worked. I just always knew I was supposed to be doing something else. Um, and it's because I wasn't contributing to society in any way. You're just basically, you know, you're just a robot. You're getting up, you're going to work for your paycheck, you're coming home and doing the things that you love on your free time. But now at least I feel like I'm contributing something to the world. So it makes such a big difference. And this is why even, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, we could be working 24 seven and all the time, but it doesn't feel that way. And I'll continue to do that because at least I know that I'm making a difference. Yeah. That's such a, such a big part of entrepreneurship of having that bigger purpose and, and driving that bigger purpose, you know, con cons consistently all the time, you know, and, and it's yeah. keeps you motivated, keeps people around you motivated, keeps things motivated and, I, you know, that's one area that I see a lot of business owners make mistakes. They don't understand how to sell their vision and purpose enough, and they don't sell it enough, and they're not able to leverage it enough. And that, in the end, is the only thing 
that starts to really build the business. That's what people come in for in the end. But for some reason, people just put it on the back burner and put it on the side. Uh, and and because they we're in an area where people want media gratification, and they don't understand long term brand building is when you're selling the vision and purpose consistently that builds brand in the end. And brand is the only thing left. You know, brand's the only thing that wins in the market in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're all commodities of what we do. Everything's a commodity because the internet nowadays, right? Yeah, exactly. It really is. So we only have that left. So if you could, if you could do one thing again in your business, redo it. What would it? What would it be? If I could, you mean redo one thing that worked? Yeah, if you well, could go or... back and say, you know what, I would do this again this way. Oh. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would, because I think one of the biggest mistakes that I made, and you you probably know this and understand this, is that especially in the online course industry, you pick one thing, one niche, and focus on that one thing, right? And Mm -hmm. that's how that becomes your brand. And then I, you know, ventured out and started doing all these other things. And I should have just, I think I should have just focused on my one course, my one thing and grew that instead of uh, doing other different courses. Because for me, I love raw desserts, but I also love savory. And and I make amazing raw savory recipes as well. (laughs) I wanted to bring that to the world. So I also created a savory course. But people are seem to just love raw desserts. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I really wish that I would have just stuck with that and focused on that. But also it would have simplified my business more and it would have been a lot easier for me and would have uh, my business schedule would have been better. It just would have taken a lot off my plate instead of just adding all these other components on. So right now that I look back and I'm like, I wish I just had that one thing. <laughs> It would be a lot easier, but, you know, and that's, that's, that's great. You brought that up because not only in what you're doing, but that's a good, a good kind of example for everybody listening right now, because that's one of the problems that I see the most with entrepreneurs and is they go here and they go here and they go here. I see it all the time where people, right. They're like, well, let's try this. And I'm like, and I think I'm just consistently saying it. I'm like, no. Let's just get that to six figures first. That's mm-hmm. it. Let's just get that to six figures. Right. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I know so. Right. Like, don't don't worry about this and don't worry about this and don't worry about this. If we have the financial model right. Let's just get it to six figures and don't think about anything else. Yeah. And then maybe half a mil or whatever we're trying to do. But I, it that that falls with everybody. That falls with everybody. You know, they're they're always trying to do this and then do that and then do this and maybe this and build this and build that. And I'm like, holy, I'm like getting stressed out just watching this happen. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> you know? Stress myself so, out. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, I think that's too why, you know, because there's a lot of moving components in business that come together. And I think that sometimes, you know, when we're building businesses, we don't understand like, it's not about picking a shiny object syndrome, but it's understanding that lots of the components have to start to sync together and they have to actually start to work together as as one. And I think that's where a lot of businesses go wrong. They work things too much in silos by themselves and they don't understand to start having to connect them all together to yeah. leverage each other in order to build brand. And so 
Um, and uh, yeah, I, I make it sound easy, but I, it's it's tough, right? It's tough to do that. It's really tough. Yeah. But that in the end, that's how you, that's how that's how you win, you know. And and uh, so yeah. I'm glad you brought you brought us some really good points on this podcast that can help a lot of people. You know yeah. where I know where they're sitting, where they're sitting at, and uh, because we've all been there in different yeah. situations, where like, oh man, can't believe I made that decision. Yeah. Wish I could have done that again. <laughs> totally. And as a creative, because I am at the end of the day, I am a creative. So I love to create and I want to share these things with everybody. But then you end up having so many ideas. And then, yeah. And then it's just, you know, like you were saying, not a good thing. It's just good to focus on on one thing. And then you can be creative in other aspects. I can. Yeah, I mean, really. And, you know, and I think, too, is it, people don't look at where your businesses are at. And so that's why there's never one size fits all, right? And that's even when I look at people and they ask me for advice, I'm like, look, you don't take that advice from there because that business is not the same as yours. Mm -hmm. It's different, right? Every online course is not the same. Every industry is not the same. Every maneuver is not the same, right? So mm -hmm. it's all different. And and so you know sometimes we've, we've got to really look at that and 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 look at our businesses in general and say, okay, where is my business at? And okay, if it's at this stage, what's the move that I need to make of where it's at today? Yeah. You know, and and we're we're at the stage where we just we say no to ninety nine percent of things right now. Ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent of things we say no to, even if I know it can make us a hundred grand real fast. It's just not best for the maneuver of the brand. Yeah. And so because of that, we just keep growing and growing and growing. And um, you know, I always just tell people just break it down and make it simple. If you make the business better 1% only a month and mm -hmm. you do it every month, that's 12% at the end of the year. That means you pretty much beat everybody in the market. Yeah. You do. It's just a matter of time. Exactly. Right? So. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, right? So, and I think that goes back to what you were talking about. We get so much thinking about, oh, we got to do this and we got to do that. And we got to get this done, you know? And when you think about yeah. it, if it's just 1% a little better each month. And then by the end of the year, it's 12%. You 100% are winning in the market it, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love <laughs> <that>. thank you. <laughs> yeah. So last question, um, just the, more back to, um, you know, the health industry and with raw and stuff. And how about that industry? Is that a fairly growing uh, industry? Yeah, raw food. So it was very popular for a while, like exploded over there, you know, in the 90s and like early 2000s. And then it dropped off a little bit because, as you know, probably in Vancouver, all of the raw food restaurants closed down. Mm -hmm. uh, we yeah. just have a few, like at least four. And but especially over COVID, all of the rest of them shut down, um, which was, was pretty sad. But so it's definitely making more popularity again. I feel like it's really growing again. So it has its like phases, goes up and down. But um, yeah, more people too, because since COVID, more people are interested in their health, definitely. So right. people are looking to other areas to, um, to be healthy and um, make a big change in their life. So I see what's really popular right now is juice fasting is really popular again. Yeah. Doing juice fast to heal chronic conditions um and doing just eating plant-based like no oil <clears throat> no fats kind of things to heal their liver you know heal some kind of medical condition 
which is what I love. And there's a time and a place for detox and eating that way. But then once you are healed, you should be able to start incorporating these um, foods back in again, like oils and nuts and seeds and these more gourmet things. But yeah, so just from what I see, it's definitely getting a lot more popularity again, um, especially, like I said, raw desserts. People always love raw desserts. So it's yeah. always a really big popular niche in that area. But yeah, it seems to be um, doing well. And I would, I want to see more of that because my biggest issue actually with Vancouver, and I say this all the time, this is all vegan junk food, right? Like there's not yeah. even one place that I would eat out at. Sometimes I'll go to like meat or chickpea if I'm like in the vicinity and I want, you know, some vegan junk food. But yeah, if we can have healthier options, but I know too, it's the economy as well. It's so expensive to do anything in Vancouver. Yeah. And the food prices have skyrocketed. And so like, I don't even know how some of these restaurants even stay afloat, um, especially after COVID. But it would be nice to see some these healthier options come back in and become more popular in Vancouver again, which would be good. But for myself, I love making my own food at home anyways, um, just because I like to make food. So this is what I'm also trying to teach too, right? So the more you yeah. eat, the better, because you know what's going into your food anyways. Well, yeah, and I, lo I love that too, about you talking about, you know, the cost and stuff, because we always got to look at where the economy is at and, mm -hmm. and, you know, where you're going right now, you know, I mean, that's an easy built into your subscription model, because if you can, you know, show people how to save money and price it down and actually show that the numbers and then yeah. map it back to your. Yeah. yeah. And then map it back to your subscription model. So you're actually showing them like how to save money because it's the economy. People are not on the offense right now. They're on the defense right now. And that's where people go wrong in business. you got to play where the market's at. So people are more like, how do I save my money? How do I keep my customers? How do I like they're on they're on defense right now? So you got to play defense with them. So for you, it's just about breaking everything down in that subscription to show them like literally how they could save money because of your product being in the subscription and be healthy at the same time and put you know another 20 years on their life plus their pocketbook. I mean, you'll have a good model there right now where the economy's at. If you build that in, you really will. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I love that suggestion. And yeah. yeah, you're so right. And I do teach this a lot already because I have been building my online school for four years and I have a lot of students who want to be able to buy wholesale and in bulk. So yeah. I have the biggest sourcing list that you can have. Like I have that on my website for every single country, almost like for every region, every major region where I have students um, because buying things retail like if I was to go buy a pound of almonds retail that's like almost thirty dollars mm -hmm, yeah. buy a pound of almonds for like 13 bucks for bulk wholesale online and most of these places now have free shipping so I really encourage people to buy um, more from these places from the online suppliers and also you know shopping at farmers markets and and also another thing I just signed up for was a farm share I've never done a farm share before right because I eat all organic and I was like, I can't afford to eat organic anymore. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I started doing research and trying to figure it out. Like, where can I get, can I even get wholesale? But a lot of these wholesale suppliers, you have to have like a $300 minimum and I'm not going to eat that much produce just myself. 
So I found a farm share, which is in Tawasin, which is really close. And I get, it was $600 for 20 weeks of organic produce. And you get a whole box every single week that feeds a family of four, which is perfect for me. So that's 30 bucks of organic produce a week. You can't get that at the grocery store. That'd be like $130 every single yeah. week more. So right there, that saved me so much money. So yeah, I think it also too, just people need to do some more research and figure out where they can save and don't be like, oh, I'm not going to eat organic and I'm not going to eat healthy more. There is other options in their area. They just have to look and find them. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a, yeah, I love I love that. And that helps people, you know, right there, you know, of what, what you just said and what you just did, because people will start thinking about that right now. And even your community as they come in, you know, the more that you can show people like that right now, the more you can show them and create structure for them and programs for them that can keep them healthy and save them money. And even if so, right. I mean, that's a no, that's a no brainer. If you can make your membership, so they literally pay zero, you'll build that thing. Like you've never built anything before. You just gotta, you just gotta set, set it up properly and then mark it. Right. And, but, but it's there where the economy is at right now. Where the, because of the economy where it's at right now. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Thank you. No worries. Got a business coaching session in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. People say that sometimes after the podcast. They're like, hey, I feel yeah. like I got a free coaching session. Yeah. That was great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come give you some raw dessert in exchange. <laughs> there we go. Down. I'm in. I'm in. I love yeah. raw. I'm in. Love raw dessert. Apparently, I make the best raw dessert. <laughs> oh god i'm in people, I'm in. people who've never had raw dessert before they'll try it any of my stuff and i won't even say that it's raw vegan they'll just be like chomping them down like these are the best brownies i've ever had and i'm like yeah well they're actually raw vegan and they're made with real beets <laughs> like what right yeah people i just have no idea they're just like this is amazing this tastes so good <laughs> Right. That's amazing. Have you ever thought of selling that stuff? Yes. Well, I did write in, in Alberta at the farmer's market there, but yeah. commercial, as you know, it's so hard to make a profit doing commercial food that very I tough. really steered away from that. Um, yeah. And now I guess yeah. I just prefer to do the online. I mean, obviously I love to feed people. So I do have a dream of having like a raw pastry shop or that also right. as an online or doubles as an in-person culinary school. So I could have teach classes in person because I love that connection. That's the only thing that I miss doing online. I miss that in-person connection. I miss teaching real life people in real life. And um, so sometimes I dream about having a raw bakery that also doubles as a, a culinary school as well. But Definitely. I don't see that happening here just because as we were talking about the economy and the cost, like it's just, just too expensive here. I don't see how that would work, but it's always in the back of my mind. Just a little dream. <laughs> could be. Hey, I mean, that that's something that could be a two and a half, two year, three year project away, away from today as you yeah. build your other stuff and you have that on your list because eventually Vancouver will turn around and the economy will turn around. And, and when it does turn around, especially in this city that is a prime concept that will work here when the economy is yeah. good so right, right? so mm -hmm. just people sometimes don't do it right either they don't think about 
they they when they go to start something and this is a tip for everybody listening that's going to start brick and mortar because i come from brick and mortar businesses is people just start marketing them them like two months before but if i was going to build a raw shop with you right now and we had a year and a half mm-hmm. i'd be like filling it up already like i would have us lined up for a whole yeah. year you know what i mean like i'd be like right now right getting started right so i'd have it all lined up um awesome so where can people find you all at a website social medias anything like that yeah so everything is called crystal dawn culinary and that's d-a-w-n um that's my website all my social media and oh i guess while before we go i should uh just put a plug in for my book yeah (laughs) the art of raw desserts so they can get this online anywhere books are sold on amazon barnes and noble all of uh, the book retailers. And um, yeah, they can just go to my website, Crystal Dawn Culinary, and find the book, find my courses, find all my social media from there. And um, yeah, be good to connect with people who find this uh, podcast helpful. Awesome. Well, everybody go check her out. Eat raw. I believe in it. Go try out her recipes. Follow her. She's going to be coming out with a subscription soon. So I'd be checking that out too. And again, hey, thank you so much for this great interview. It was great. We got to go in a lot of good directions. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Awesome. You're so welcome. Till next time, everybody. Talk soon. Bye-bye.